March 11th is just around the corner, and our first conference, Confessional Piety, is going to go down with Dr. Jim Renahan, coming from the Institute for Reformed Baptist Studies. Jim is going to lecture on confessions, what they are, why they're important, and specifically why we love the 1689 Second London Confession. I'm going to preach on what it means to be a confessing Christian. Registration is only $47. If you're a student, it's only $20, and we have some seats left. So head on over to DoctrineAndDevotion.com slash conference and register. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, man? Uh, Nothing much, man. Just uh, a lot of year-end financials. Tax day is coming up. What's that? Well, I'm just talking about like, like for businesses, yeah. you have to have everything in by a certain date. Right. And so, oh, if I you're got, an individual, you have to have everything. Yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm more concerned about the business stuff. You're not concerned about your personal stuff? Uh, no, I'm an accountant for that. Oh, okay, but you're you're responsible for these businesses, and they've you've got to make. Yeah, sure but I'm an accountant for that too. But I have to get certain things in order for them to finalize it. Okay. So that's the part I'm getting some things in order for them to finalize. So they can't now my do personal their job. ones, yeah, my personal ones are easy. And they're taking care of, they've already taken care of it. They just haven't put it in yet. We're waiting on one more thing. Now, do you have to use, like, I don't know. I don't know if this is the technical or not. But yeah, you, you, have, tell, you, you tell me what this I'm is. You, tell me, you, you tell me what the technical term is. No, I don't know what it is. I, I, know, yeah, I just want to hear what, even what you well, got. Because I know, I know a little bit about you. I'm wondering, does laundering ever come into play with you in your personal finance? Do you have to, is that the word, like money laundering? Do you have to do that? Or Wait, no, no, that's the thing you don't do. Oh, you don't? No, so you then, don't money launder. Well, then how do you get, how do you avoid getting caught? You his name, I can't say his name, but I have a great lawyer. <laughs> and a fantastic, and a fantastic accountant, a great firm. <laughs> yeah, I don't worry about uh, taxes at all. So like, wait, wait, like you don't pay taxes at oh, all? Oh, no, I pay a lot of taxes, sure. Okay, but like, how do you mean you don't worry about it? Everyone worries about it. I don't, I don't even think about it. But like, you don't keep track? Is that what you mean? Or what do you mean by that? Things like, are, okay, things if are I asked track, you... Things are managed well. Okay, so if I asked you mm-hmm. what... You don't have to give an answer. Right. Like, you don't have to give the amount. But if, you, if I asked you, hey, what's your return going to look like? Or what is your... your I got a what ballpark. Do you, oh, I got a ballpark. You have a ballpark. Yeah. So it, we won't, this can't, we this, won't this, this can't be like the price is right, where you say a dollar to something. Like, you get the low end. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm telling rate. you right now, I, I don't worry about taxes one bit. I don't even think about them. And, and that's because and, Jen does it all. That's exactly right. That's Jen, it. Jen okay. handles my taxes. So when I, ask, taxes. when I ask you what it is, you really don't know. I just know that it's it's covered. That's what I know. You, you hope that it's covered. Oh, I know that it's covered. You, Jen's on it. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it'd be the other way around. If it was you, I think we'd all be hoping that it was covered. Uh, you should not hope that it was covered if I was doing it. I, so I, we would all just know it wouldn't I, be. I did, my, I did my own taxes one year when we were married, mm-hmm. and um, I followed the advice of this pastor who told me how to do it. And, well, that uh, was mistake number one. And we got, um, we got this big return. And then the next year, the, oh. the IRS let us know that we owed five grand. <laughs> that was the last time I did taxes. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, that's mistake number one. You don't ask. I don't know. I, people ask me all the time for like tax help, and I say, right. "Well, here's my thoughts, but go talk to your accountant." Right. No, this like, guy was like, "I'll show you how to do it." And, no. Uh, and then I, we suffered. That was awesome. Yeah. No, that's why I love 
I love my accountant. He's great. Launderer. Yeah. So he's uh, not a what launderer. What? I don't no, know. He's not. Doctor Devotion's a launderer. He is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, everything's mobbed up. <laughs> what are we talking about today, man? Uh, well, something, something that's coming up. Relevant, man. Relevant. Right the we are relevant. You know, we, we are. are on point here. We're like it's almost like we think through what is it that our people need to hear. Yeah. And. How do, do we, most podcasts do how, that, don't they? they? They look at the calendar ahead and they think like, oh. Like, we, you mean do they plan out and maybe have an agenda? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. kind of have a thought process uh, in their mind. That? I think they do. Don't they do that? Um, I don't know. Well, it doesn't I, sound like it. I don't think so. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Ash Wednesday and Lent. Ah, because uh, it is just days away. Mm-hmm. Ash Wednesday is just days away. And, you know, we know a lot of people, a lot of churches, and churches that historically wouldn't have participated in Lent or Ash Wednesday do yeah. participate in it now. And uh, some of my good friends at, that are at healthy churches yeah. observe this, and so we thought, let's talk about it. And yeah. Because I don't think there, every once in a while you'll see an article come out or something, but um, not a whole lot, uh, not a whole lot of conversations around it. So I thought, let's, uh, let's get into it. So Ash Wednesday, man. Yeah, so then well, what is it? I was going to ask you. Well, that's, I, that's why I beat you to it. All right, well, Ash Wednesday marks the first day of the 40 days of Lent. So we're going to talk about Lent in just a minute. Okay. Lent is this period of, of sober thought and fasting. And yeah, yeah, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to talk so, about that later. Yeah, so why don't but you basically quit jumping the gun. Is, basically what Lent is. It, no, we'll save that. Um, so it kicks it off. So it's, it's the beginning of that. And, and it's Ash Wednesday is sort of um, uh, a big deal. It is. I mean, I really... that participate. Well, and I think for us, it's really kind of a hallmark of, of who we are because on Ash Wednesday... Uh, we compete. I wouldn't say compete, but we try to smoke our cigars and see how big of an ash we can get. Okay, you're confusing. And I think you're confusing that our is ash when we do what you're confusing our Ash Wednesday with the liturgical calendar. And I thought ash we were talking. I thought no, there was going to be a no, bonus this is about totally how different. this is totally different. Oh, because I love when the ash gets really big, right? Really long, and then and then gets booped. Yeah, that's right. It gets knocked Boop. out. But all right, so no. It um, now this this beginning of mm. Lent is gets its own special service. Okay. And what happens is, um, you know, there, the, the services may vary, uh, but there's typically some sort of a service on Ash Wednesday yeah. in the morning. Uh, congregants go in and ash is applied to the forehead uh, in typically in the form of a cross. Yeah. And so uh, this ash though is it tr- traditionally it's like the, the burned palm leaves. That's what I was thinking. It's from Palm Sunday, isn't it? Yeah, if I'm yeah, remembering last correctly. year's Palm Sunday. Last year's yeah, Palm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, not everybody. I, mean, I think some people just go to their like like non-denoms. They just go and get their charcoal like out of gotcha, their, gotcha. Out of their Weber. And yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. It smells like barbecue. Mm, not bad. No, I don't want barbecue stain. I don't want that on my forehead. So, um, but why why would they apply ash, Jimmy? If this is kicking off the, these days of fasting. Um, what really is behind this idea of putting ash on ourselves? I think part of it is is this idea of uh, repentance, mm-hmm. uh, mortality. I think of Job forty two six. Let me grab that Job. Yes, I should have planned this. Job. Yes, we. Job. What did I say? Forty two six. Forty two six. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad. Uh, I mean, uh, other podcasts they probably already had that up. <laughs> Uh, uh, so here in Job 42, six, therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Right. So in the old Testament, you see this a lot where people will tear their clothes, sackcloth and ashes, right? They'll tear their clothes. They'll weep and mourn and they'll, they'll throw dirt on themselves. They'll throw dust on themselves. They'll throw ash on themselves. 
And so repentance is a big part of this. And this emphasis on our mortality, you know, we return to the dust, we return to ashes to ashes. Yeah, dust, 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 yeah. And so that is kicking off Lent. So you're marked in this, um, I'm not trying to be negative here, but you're in this ritual, uh, in this special service. This ceremony. Yes, ceremony. You're marked with ashes on the forehead. And this kicks off and signifies that you are participating in Lent. Yeah. So, uh, what is Lent? What do we let's let's get into this? Yeah, I mean, I think you, like you said, like Ash Wednesday kicks off this forty day, right? Mm-hmm. It's the season of the church calendar that it's it's to emphasize sorrow for sin, uh, emphasize repentance, mm-hmm. and I think really it's trying to like prepare the participant. Yeah, for Easter. Exactly. Right. Right. Like it, it, it's all leading up to something. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 not just um, its own thing. It's connected to this whole church calendar. Exactly. It's leading to this. It's not. This, yeah. It's not just, hey, we're all going to go to, you know, a buffet afterwards and we can all be cool with our ashes on our forehead. Yeah. The buffet might be a better idea than Lent. But well, I'll, I'll hold off on that. A buffet um, might be a better idea than Lent. Uh, I guess you can't really say. Wait, you can't really go to a buffet after Ash Wednesday, can you? Oh, you totally can. Well, you shouldn't. You you totally can. Um, well, I guess because, we'll get into that. All right, all right, yeah, all right, we'll, all right. we'll talk about. So here's the thing: um, sin, repentance, preparation for yep. Easter. It's a season of self evaluation, mm-hmm. serious thought, mm-hmm. and so fasting is always a significant aspect. But what like what kind of fasting? Because like I think it, in our day and age, there's this kind of like we could fast everything. You know, you hear that it's like I'm going to fast Nintendo. Yeah. Or I'm going to fast coffee. Yeah. Or I'm going to fast chocolate. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to fast Netflix. Mm-hmm. So in 2016, there was a poll done. Uh, the top 10 uh, things that were given up for Lent in 2016. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right, let's hear this. Number 10, fizzy drinks. Uh, like, like soda? Mm-hmm. Anything fizzy. Okay. Uh, coffee. Okay, I, I, I hear people Sweets. say that. I hear that one. Meat. <sighs> okay. School. Wait, people give up school? It All was, right, come on that, now. That was probably a joke That was a bunch of college answer. kids? Yeah, I'm guessing. Because I'm going to, you know, uh, don't, don't infringe on my religious so, right. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, alcohol. Oh, I forgot all about the social media aspect. Okay. Uh, social networking as well. Yep. And chocolate. Was okay. Number one. How is that not sweets? Uh, that's how people listed them. Chocolate was separated out as its own thing. All right, all right. So more people said chocolate than said sweets. All of this to say that... Um, it's very subjective. People give something up for Lent. It's, a, it's supposed to be a demonstration of self-denial. Though, I got to be honest, those are pretty crummy uh, fasting. You think so? Like in our culture where we're so, like we're so addicted. Like uh, we have a friend. We have a friend that gave up his smartphone. He's yeah. like, I'm going to give up my smartphone. I'm yeah. going to give up. I'm, I'm a slave to this. And, it and I'm going go, to go to this, this he called it a dummy phone. Yeah. Lasts about two weeks. Uh, and then he went back to he it. He's feeling it. He feels it. Yeah. And so I mean, it, it does, you know, I mean, you're kind Listen, of, you're kind of, a, giving you and the, I are really addicted. Like we're addicted to social media. Nah, I don't care. Who handles all social media for D&D? I, well, I what? do. Yeah, okay, there you I go. I know, but I'm all just right. saying, I, you so, and I. So you're are, addicted. Oh, you're not addicted? I'm an enabler. That's my role. <laughs> you enable this, me. That's in my this, role in this you, relationship. You enable me in this. It, okay, but either way, I'm just okay. saying in our culture, it, it's, I mean, you got to think back for them. Everything was gathered around food. All right, I'm, let's I'm not, let's back up. Let's just back up. I know. Up. I'm just saying. I'm trying to give. I'm trying to say. 
there's I don't want to have a straw man argument here. Uh-huh. What I want to do is to be able to uh, <laughs> inside wanna, joke, inside joke. I want to be able to to give a fuller picture. Maybe there's some people I want to try to understand okay. why they're doing what they're doing. So let, let's say a couple of things. Uh, abstaining from anything for personal reasons can be good, uh, and it might be necessary. So you know, fasting from something like uh, sweets or alcohol mm-hmm. or, or sex or social media. No. Uh, no, for a time of prayer. Or uh, thank you. Paul special, says it's okay. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Like, bam. But or no bam. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No bam. Uh, I just but fasting biblically fasting. Yeah. From the biblical perspective. I I just don't think a lot of this qualifies. And so when I just it, it seems like a, most I hear people giving things up. There's very little consequence. There's very little consequence for many of the people. OK. That, now, listen, there are great examples of people who take Lent very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they go through true fasting and yeah. they, or, or, what, or give up significant things. But it, it seems to me that for many who participate in Ash Wednesday, like yeah. many people who go to church in general, it's not understood, and it's not embraced uh, with enthusiasm, with faith. It is more of a thing to... Um, to join in and be a part of? Yeah, yeah. So, so here, you know, but I want, I want to clarify something here, okay? I think you're not saying giving something up for a season is bad. It, nope. I, I don't hear you. Nope. I, I know from in, in your personal life, I know there's been things that you've given up for a season. Yeah, totally. Um, fasting so, is also good. Okay, I mean, fasting, fasting is also good. But you've good. given up, you fasted and gave up these certain things. I wouldn't call those fast. You wouldn't call it fast? No. You would just say giving up for a yeah. season? Okay. But what I, what I am trying to clarify is I think what you're saying, though, is for Lent, fasting has to be one certain thing food i think fast, is that what you're saying i i just i tend to view fasting as food okay i i, I just uh so all fasting not so you could give up certain things for a season but that's yeah. not fasting I, if, I don't you, if you're going to talk about from a biblical perspective you're saying fasting yeah, is i could only, be i could be wrong i know i'm, I'm but just, i don't I'm think, trying to clarify yeah, your thought i don't think of it that way so i yes you're 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 correct in summarizing my thoughts for me i view fasting as abstaining from food uh-huh. For a um, for a period of time, gotcha. Uh, that one may devote themselves to prayer and humbly rely on the Lord. And I know that Lent is seeking to do that as well. Um, so let, let's talk about what we like about Lent and okay. what, what, what I maybe I can't speak for you, Jimmy. We haven't no, really spoken no, you about can't, Lent. You, can't, you cannot speak to me about um, this. What, what do we like about Lent and what do we not like about Lent? Well, for me, I, I like what I like about Lent is the intentionality, right? Like I think there's there's something here, and I think there's something beautiful about a church calendar that says uh, we are going to set apart this time to, I guess, reorient or refocus or to make sure that uh, we're prioritizing prayer and fasting for the purpose of emphasizing, I guess, sorrow for sin, repentance, and to prepare one's heart for Easter. Because I think a lot of times, I mean, for me, I kind of go into Easter cold, right? Like when I was... Catholic when I when I was a practice well I was never really practicing when I was forced to practice as a Roman Catholic uh, there was still something there about it that just kind of I don't know maybe mystical I don't know if that maybe that's the right word Joe would I is that the wrong word there's just I don't know there's something special about participating in that because there's something intentional because all year round I'm thinking about other things I'm doing my own thing but there was this set apart time done out of faith or not when I say done out of faith I'm saying done without faith Mm -hmm. uh but I, th- I still think there's something, like I'm saying, that's what I like about Lent. Now, I don't practice it, but I'm just saying. I think what I like about Lent is 
like you said, intentionality um, in self-discipline. I think that's good. Um, I think promoting the idea of self-denial and fasting is important and good, and most evangelicals, most Baptists, don't emphasize that. Yeah, so I agree. I think that's great. They've, we are gluttonous people, and I'm not even talking about just only food. I'm just talking about everything. Right, right. Yeah, Baptists— I am uh, example number one. <laughs> Baptists don't really— um, get into this uh, very much. And I don't just mean Lent. I mean self-denial and fasting on the popular level. Um, so I, I, do, I do like that about Lent. And now the brothers and sisters that I know personally yeah. who observe Lent, they take it very seriously. It's a, it's a very spiritual uh, discipline for them. But is there anything you don't like about Lent? Is there anything that gives you pause? Outs- like, there are obviously bad examples. But of there course. are bad examples of corporate worship. Of so, course. So, but... Outside of the, the worst examples, is there anything inherent in Lent that you don't like? Well, I think going back to what I like about it is the same thing I don't like about it. Is if you get into this rut of thinking there's this one season of time where I'm going to focus on uh, emphasizing the sorrow for my sin, repentance, and, and preparation, uh, then it's easy to get into this cycle of once it's done, it's done, and I go back to my ways as normal yeah and so i think that that's the one thing i don't like about it is uh the potential for the potential for that is i should be uh sorrowful for my sin all year round i should be repenting of my sin all year round right i should be looking forward uh and and worshiping and glorifying god and praising him and celebrating uh, our risen lord every Mm -hmm. sunday right and my hope in the gospel that uh, one day I will, I will behold him and be with him and in be glory like him. and be made yeah. like him. Yeah, I, I, that gets to what, I, what I'm uncomfortable with about Lent. And there, there's a few things. I think what you said is, is really good. I mean, I, I really... Lean, I know it's really good. That's why I said it. <laughs> it's really good, though. Yeah, I know, I know. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm just reaffirming. No, I, you don't need, I don't need you to... Re- I, you know what? I give you permission to reaffirm. Okay, me. thank you. I appreciate that. Um, what I don't like... I guess, I lean, I guess I'd say it this way. I lean Puritan uh, in many ways. As I as I look at the church and um, you know how we are to function, yeah. And like the Puritans, I'm I have the, for me in my heart and in our church, the emphasis is on the Word of God, the ordinances of God, the Lord's Day. That really is, um, in terms of services, celebrations, rituals, it, it really is centered there. Yeah. And the idea of creating a an alternative, not an alternative, but a, a, a supplemental extra service where that where it it functions a little bit like a sacrament. Um, mm. I'm, I'm just uncomfortable with that. I'm not big on the church calendar historically. Presbyterians and Baptists coming out of the Puritan movement. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which we're going to talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, with this act, uh, coming up soon. Yep, yep. So we're you know we we wanted to really divorce ourselves from the Catholic traditions and really focus squarely on scripture and scriptural principles. Um, and we didn't want to be governed by a church calendar. Uh, instead, we wanted to be governed by scripture and come yeah. up with our own calendars as we see fit. But I, I guess so part of it is I, I don't like the vestiges of Roman Catholicism yeah. behind Lent. And that doesn't mean that it, it, it can't be improved upon or all of that. I just, I'm uncomfortable with that. And, I, I think it it can be confusing because I don't believe we need Lent. Like, why hmm. do I need 
Lent? Why do we? Why do I need Ash Wednesday? What I need is the Lord's Day, yeah. the, the Christian Sabbath, uh, gathering together with God's people where the word is preached, where I'm weekly and then therefore daily repenting of my sin, learning to deny myself, feasting on the word of God, um, feasting on the Lord's Supper. Like that, that's, that is supposed to be the thing that yeah. is producing what Lent is ultimately talking about. So I, I don't think this is a, a deal breaker for Mm-mm. people. I mean, I, I know really good, healthy churches that practice Lent. I don't like it, and, and a big reason is because I don't think we need it. I think it can be distracting, mm-hmm. and I think it can be, and this is not a reason to throw something out, but I think it has the potential to confuse people over the nature of the Christian life. Plus, I don't know. What I tend to see people giving up for Lent ain't no thing. <laughs> well, Joe, what I like about that, what you're talking about, is this emphasis on really kind of this of uh, the corporate body, of the church. Like it's it, you're talking about the regular rhythm of the church and and what it's supposed to look like, and not necessarily having these, I guess, extra services as you're talking about, right? Like you're talking about there. You're talking about, I guess, what's important for the life of the church. Mm-hmm. today and now not necessarily needing extra things yeah and i think well, uh, i know now, where joe, you're going i know yeah going. joe you've got these three new books mm-hmm. coming out uh march 7th and you can you guys can head on over to doctrinedevotion.com slash three books and you can pre-order see joe has written these three small books on the local church and they're useful for training and membership classes discipleship groups and elder boards and even for devotional reading these books are at once theological, practical, and experiential, and you're not only going to be informed, but you're going to be led to believe in, rejoice in, and be transformed by the truth of God for his gathered people. You just read copy from the publisher. The heart, Joe's three <laughs> books, The Heart of the Church, The Character of the Church, and The Life of the Church. And you know what? If you ever wonder what it means to be saved into a body of believers, why the various parts of a worship service matter, and how to engage in the world as a citizen of heaven, you know what? Or if you've never considered those things, then the life of the church is for you. It answers this critical question. Why does the church exist and how does it shape my life? That feels like two questions, Joe. Why Why does the church exist should be one and how does it shape? So it answers these two critical questions. All right, or it's one question. Why does the church exist? Listen, it has a I didn't write that. And okay. All I'm saying is, in my books. I'm people just, know. People already know. I'm just saying. Already you know. guys can head on over to doctrinedevotion.com slash three books and pre-order today. So, Joe, what should we think of those who celebrate Lent then? <laughs> Dummies. What? <laughs> no, no, I don't think no, that at all. I, don't, I, don't, I know you don't think that. No. Um, like I said, many, um, many, of my church, many of my friends' churches mm-hmm. celebrate Lent. And uh, now here's the thing. It's easy for us to uh, sort of pick a side on a theological issue like this or a practical issue and then look at the other side or the other team and, and think and really think that what a bunch of dummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so not committed. And it, and it can happen. I love the charitableness of our hearts right? as, as just, believers we're, in body. We're so, we're so naturally charitable. Um, so I think it's important if you reject the idea of Lent, if you don't like it, if you don't believe in it, and that's where I'm at. I don't like it. I don't think it's, I ultimately, I don't think it's good for the church. That's, okay. that's my personal conviction here as I'm reading scripture and trying to understand what we do as the people of God. However, um, how do I think about those who celebrate it? Um, I, I love them. They are, as yeah. those that confess the gospel, they're my brothers and sisters. Absolutely. We, we disagree on this, and this should not be, it, it's great for discussion. It's great even for debate. That's correct. Fine. There's a place for those things. But ultimately, are they preaching the gospel? Are they loving each other? Are they serving each other? Okay, so they've got, I'll tell you why I want to celebrate Lent. 
I look uh, good with ash on my forehead. I got a big forehead, man. I got <laughs> so you get a big ash on your forehead? Oh, man. It would be awesome. So no, it wouldn't. Would, Why would that be I would, awesome? I would look like, you know, like uh, if you guys are familiar with black metal. Yeah, so no it, one is okay, familiar well, with black in, metal. In black metal, uh, which came about. Is this Scandinavian black metal? Well, it originated in Scandinavia, yes. Um, Oslo, Norway. Uh, when I love how I knew that. I've been hanging out with you way too long. <laughs> so black metal, uh, when it came out, was in response to what they perceived to be the commercialization of death metal. And I know nobody cares, but I'm going to do this anyways. Yeah, nobody cares and, about this. Um, and so when black metal came out, it was intentionally low production. Uh, they didn't want to put an emphasis on that. Instead, it was very shrill and very dark. There were um, satanic ideologies behind it, uh, violent, murderous ideologies behind it. Um, and Nordic mythology behind it. So um, it was a very pagan uh, form of music when it originated. And in fact, it led to uh, a number of church burnings in Norway. And it uh, led to murder in Norway. There's, there's a book written on this called Lords of Chaos, and they're going to turn that into a movie now here. Um, anyways, black metal, some black metal bands uh, would use corpse paint, was what it's called. They put corpse paint on their faces, okay. which is this white, ashy-looking, messy thing, and then they would put a cross or an upside-down cross or an X on their forehead. So when you talk about that white ash, are you talking about, like, you know how they have the Day of the Dead? Is that what you're talking about? Like, No, well, that I mean, that's a more artistic. Gotcha. Uh, well, that's not fair. Uh, that's a, a, a kind of a more organized, mm-hmm. um, pretty, you know. Pretty? What like, do you mean? Uh, like, you know, like the whole uh, sugar skulls and all that stuff. Okay. I mean, this is this looks pretty uh, severe. So now, what people don't know. Well, not, wait, hang on. So what I'm trying to say okay, is, corpse paint can look can look kind of cool, and so like I would kind of be as close as I'm gonna ever get to corpse paint if I put palm ash on. It. Now, Joe, here's your opportunity. Okay. What people don't know that I know okay, I is you have recorded some music <laughs> <laughs> okay. with our with Let's our friend Dan. You know, with Let's our friend Dan Dan Hoy. Oh what I'd like for you to do is mm-hmm. give us your best. I can't do it. You sound like Rush Limbaugh when you do that. Uh, <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? I'm going to turn no, you we're down. Definitely not. Doing no, do this. it. You're definitely Fine. not doing this. Can I we get back to Lent. I answered. How should we think about those who celebrate Lent? How should we think about those who reject the idea? Uh, I'm going to say, I think in, there's two ways. It depends on how they're reacting. I think if they reject it and are jerks, then they need to be called out for that sin you know uh but i think if they if they reject the notion i think they have the heart that that you have joe um i think you still love them i think if if you celebrate lent and those that reject it uh i I think you could still be charitable towards one another you could still uh, call each other brothers and sisters in christ as long as the gospel is being proclaimed and you know i'm going to add all those caveats um yeah, I, I just think that you could still love them during the season. Can you can you say can you support them? Like how 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 do you support them in that? Well, it's like you know if you disagree with. I mean, look, I, I would say this way: if somebody rejects the notion of Lent, I would hope that you would understand that they are not missing out. I mean, they're not missing out because they have. What, what do you mean they're not missing out? Well, some. I mean, listen. Some people think that if you don't do Lent, they could have the attitude of, "Well, you're not." you're really missing out on something really important here. You're not participating. Oh, that's what you meant by that. Yeah. Gotcha. So they're not missing out on something that is prescribed in scripture and required of all people in this organized fashion uh, on a particular, you know, on a particular date on the calendar. 
Um, so in both cases, I think it's important that we are charitable, kind, and willing to learn from each other. I think it's always good, like when we're, and, and we've talked about this before, but when we're disagreeing with somebody, ask, how are they right? What are the ways in which yeah. they are right? So exactly. when I watch people working through Lent, seriously, I go, okay, so what's right about this? Well, they're, they're emphasizing repentance. That's good. They're emphasizing you know, uh, a, a meditation on and, and serious thought on their mortality, right? This life is but a vapor. Yeah. Um, so this emphasis it, on the sorrow for sin, right? So that's good. That's good. Um, so now, say, okay, now that's good. Now, what I would want to do as, as a person that's not indolent, I would say, oh, I want to take that. But I want that to be something that I'm experiencing every week. Yes. And, and not just um, sorrow for sin, but also joy in my redemption. Absolutely, I agree. Because we don't live before the death of Christ. We live after the death of Christ. And so we are always um, experiencing in our hearts guilt and God's grace and gratitude and joy for what God has given us in Christ, in that grace. So I think those are the things that, that I want in, in myself. But I would be very curious to know how many of our listeners celebrate yeah, Lent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and again, um, we're not going to beat up on you and make fun of you or anything like that. We, I'm really curious, like, who here celebrates Lent, um, who here doesn't? And I'd like to know, like, what you're giving up if, you're, if you take Lent seriously. Um, It'd only be food, according to Joe. No, no, no. Uh, listen. Uh, no, that's what you said at the beginning. I said fasting. Oh, thank you. Fasting good point. All right, good clarity. Abstaining from things is good. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't call it fasting, and maybe it's just semantics. I don't know. I don't really care. But um, but give but if you if you're if you're really you don't really care. I don't really care about what we call it. I'm not like it's not. That I feel like big. you do. No, I feel like you do. No, I wouldn't fight about it. I'd just be like, I disagree, and leave it alone. We just had a whole podcast on it on Lent. On Lent, but not even on the whole beginning you... was talking about fasting and the difference between fasting and giving things up. Yeah, I, I think there's a difference. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to. Listen, you, you want to get me teed up? Yeah, I want to get you talking about corporate worship. We'll start talking about the exclusivity of salvation and Jesus. I'll, I'll tee me up. Um, you want to trigger me? Oh, triggered. Okay. Well, then we could, there's, there's things that we get, but this is not one of them. This is not one of them. No. And I think that's the right attitude, right? So, again, how do you support somebody, though? If, even if, like, we're talking about we don't, but let's say we had a friend that did. Let's just pretend that I did. Well, you couldn't because you would have to go to a different church. We don't do it. What do you mean? Can't I still give something up during that time? Can't I still fast? Can I? Well, yeah, you you can. Okay, maybe I don't participate in the Ash Wednesday. Well, that's not really, you're not really doing Lent then. You got to be, you got to go to a church. So it has to be both is what you're saying. You can't, you can't do Lent without Ash Wednesday is what you're saying. My understanding is that you can do Lent, but Lent is connected to the church calendar and to those churches that actually observe Lent. So in my mind, you would need to be a part of that church, or I guess you could participate in it outside of that church, but by going to that service and then doing this thing for the whole 40 days mm-hmm. and the whole thing. So I guess in our postmodern make-it-up-as-you-go world, you can do Lent on your own. I so will you support me in that? No, I would not support you in that. I would support you as my friend, but not in your observance of Lent, especially in your weird, like, half-hearted I can say that. I think you're you can. Half, yeah. Half-hearted. That's that's what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. In your half-hearted approach to it, uh, we both looked at each other because I I knew what you were thinking. Half-hearted. So Jimmy, um, if people want to take seriously, yeah, uh, the the call to repentance and self-denial, and um, let's forget about Lent for a minute. Uh, okay. Maybe they do Lent. Maybe they don't. Um, what are some things that we ought to be keeping in mind? as we're thinking about the call to deny ourselves. Like, what does it mean to deny ourselves? 
Uh, I think that would be, I think, taking an inventory of our lives, I guess. Is, is that, would you use it like that? I'm talking about like... I'm asking you the questions. You don't, you don't ask I can, me. I can ask you questions for clarifying. Uh, when you're saying like, what does it mean to deny ourselves? Um, Jesus said, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. What does he mean when he says deny yourself? I think he's talking about what are those things that we depend on, that we put our faith in, that we put our trust in, that we lean in uh, or lean on mm-hmm. in those times of, I guess, need. But also I think in our everyday daily walk. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's learning what it means to to trust and have faith in the sufficiency and power and strength of Christ. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's good. I would I, w- I would agree with that. I think it that's certainly a, a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, denying ourselves I think would ne- necessitate um, putting God first. Yes. And then putting others before ourselves. Yep. Um, and so I think when you start talking about inventory, it's not just looking at what am I, what am I doing to put myself first? Yeah. And, or what am I doing to put other things first before God and others and my family? Um, but what ways can I actively put God first and what ways can I actively pursue uh, considering others as worthy of more honor than myself. Absolutely. So I think, you know, getting getting practical, like you said, break out that uh, Mitsubishi uh, HB2, no, B2. Yeah, HB2. yeah, and your new Doctrine and Devotion journal. Do that. Start taking it. Yeah, you get that. You head over to the store right now, doctrineandevotion.com slash store. They're too expensive, though, I think. Were they, like 20 bucks? Uh, no, 12. Are you kidding what? me? No. 12? That's basically free. Go get a journal for 12 bucks. But... Um, like I, I, we'll do this. We'll take inventory. We'll write out what we're struggling with because when I do that, it really helps me to see not only what is amiss, it forces me to slow down, but then I'll be able to make connections like, well, what does God want me to do in response to this? What does scripture call me to yeah. do? So I think that's really good. We ought to be a people who do deny ourselves. And for those of you that celebrate Lent, um, I, I hope that you are truly focused on Christ and on how he has called you to be a person who denies him or herself and follow him and love others to, uh, to a great service and sacrifice. And for those of you who don't celebrate Lent, um, I hope that you do not miss out on the need to practice self-denial and to be a person who does fast and abstain from things for a season in order to seek the Lord. If you want to follow us on social media, check us out on Twitter or Facebook. It's at Doc and Devo. You can go to Facebook and check us out there. We are Facebook.com slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can hit up our website, DoctrineandDevotion.com. There we not only have all of our podcasts, but we are also uh, putting up articles every Wednesday. So you can find the podcast not only there, but also on Twitter, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or even on YouTube, for crying out loud. You can get us just about anywhere you want. So check it out and tell a friend. We would love for you to spread the word and let people know that you enjoy the podcast. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Articles on Wednesday. Video content coming soon on Friday, only for our email subscribers. Later. Peace.